Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie. And on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know, how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. Hey, today we are talking about a really fun topic. We're talking about imposter syndrome. And it is so funny because no matter how successful people are, there always comes a moment where they have this thought of, can I really do this? Am I really the best person to do this? Am I a fraud? Why do people think I'm so smart? Right? That type of thing. And it is so fascinating to realize that people who, whether they're just starting something or they've worked on their craft and gotten to a certain level of what would be defined as success by other people, we all at one point or another have one of those thoughts that, you know, come through, that go through our mind around, am I adequate? Okay. And the whole concept of imposter syndrome is just that is that feeling of being inadequate, of being less than, of being a failure, regardless of how much success you've had, regardless of how much evidence to the contrary you have in front of you or in your past, right? And I love um, Dr. Valerie Young. You can find her online. Um, she, cre- she wrote this amazing book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. And there are so many great examples of what imposter syndrome looks like and how it can kind of be sneaky in some, in some circumstances to actually realize that it's imposter syndrome that's keeping us stuck, right? Because it has so many different faces. And that is what I wanted to talk about today. I think the most common form of imposter syndrome is probably what I felt when I left my corporate career to start an online business and landed in the online ecosystem and realized, oh my God, I know nothing (laughs) about any of this. I don't know what, what do they mean a funnel? What is a funnel? What is like, what do they mean by Facebook ads and lead gen and DM? It was like a completely new language in a completely new world. And it was the weirdest feeling to be in a situation where you have had really a great career. And now all of a sudden you're doing something completely new and feeling like you don't belong. Right. Or feeling like everyone else knows better. Like they're going to know that I'm a fraud. They're going to understand. They're going to know that I don't know how to do this despite all of the successes I've had in the past. So that is one way, but it definitely shows in so many different ways. And I wanted to bring those elements to you so that you can see if there are any Evident, if there's any evidence of imposter feeling in what you're currently doing, right? If there's any of that that's lingering and it's creating and it's blocking your progress or it is slowing down your momentum, I want you to to figure to realize it so that you can get over it because it sneaks up, it sneaks on us in all sorts of different situations and it does not. It does not matter how successful you've been. There are situations when you're feeling stretched to get to the next level where the imposter syndrome is going to kick in. Okay. And it's just a thing. Doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just, 
it's just important to realize that it's there and then, you know, process, move on and thrive and have um, ways for you to bring that stress level down to, to, to build the confidence despite it. So Dr. Young, in her, in her book, she really identifies five different forms of imposter syndrome. So I'm going to go through each of them and I want you to think, does this, oh, do I do this? Is this something that I do? Maybe I never realized that this is actually a form of imposter syndrome, right? So what is the first form of imposter syndrome? The perfectionists, right? The, those people who, and I have to say, okay, guilty as charged, this was me, extremely high expe- expectations of themselves. And they feel like if they're at a 99%, it's a failure. It should be a hundred. Less than a hundred percent is not acceptable, right? Those are the perfectionists and they're going to work on perfecting things over and over and over again before they even bring it to anyone else, before they birth a project to the world, before they launch a project, before they become visible on social media, before they tell people about their dream or their vision or their big project that they're working on. It's that element of being seen, of being afraid to be seen as a failure. And so we're stuck in this perfectionism that actually is slowing down any form of uh, progress or momentum or success. So that is the first. So if, if this is you, I want you to let me know uh, that this, you know, this one is one that you recognize in yourself because this is definitely a form of imposter syndrome. Another form of imposter syndrome is what Dr. Young calls the experts. Those people who feel like they need to know everything before they take action. So they're constantly looking for new certifications. They're looking for new trainings so that they can improve your, their skills and actually prove to everyone else that they have that certification, right? And in a lot of cases, the experts, um, they won't ask questions because they don't want to appear stupid. They don't want to show that they don't know. And this is a big form of, of imposter syndrome. Wanting to feel like we need to always know more. We never know enough to be good and to be good enough to do anything. Definitely imposter syndrome. All right. So is this you? Is this you? This is, it's so important to ask yourself the tough questions. Is this me? Are there areas of my life where I actually am doing this? Where I feel like if I don't know everything, I should not be doing it. Or I don't have the capacity, the ability to do the, to do these things. And I, I definitely cannot let people know that I am not competent enough, right? I don't want to appear stupid. This is a big one. The third one, it's kind of, it's a little bit similar. This is the natural genius. The natural genius is the person who is extremely talented and is so used to skills coming to them very, very easily. And so when they have to put in effort, it's like their brain tells them, uh, uh-uh, this is proof that you're an imposter. You're not really that good. Right. And in a lot of cases, in those cases, they actually tend to give up because now they see themselves as an imposter. It's like other people are going to see. So I am not that big of a genius. And in a lot of cases, they will tend to only do the things that are easy 
and not the big things that would actually create their dream life or their dream business or their dream, whatever it is that they're working on, because they are afraid to not be a success because everything else that they've done in their life was easy. So now that it's a more difficult task, it's a more difficult skill to acquire. They are afraid of failing. Right. And so, and because they're afraid that if they fail, they're going to show everyone else that they really are not that much of a genius. (laughs) So this is the natural genius. It is A different one, one that you probably would not even think about, but I want you to pay attention. Is this something that you do? Have you had to learn skills throughout your life and that came to you very, very easily, but then as soon as you face something that's a little bit more difficult, you tend to just change direction. That is, that is something that's very noteworthy. You have to pay attention. Um, The fourth type of imposter syndrome is the soloists. So these are the people who have to accomplish everything on their own, because if they ask for help, it means that they are a fraud. They, they are a failure, right? You should be able to do this on your own. You should not be able, you should not need to ask for help for this. Otherwise you are an idiot. Otherwise you are not smart enough, etc. So these are the soloists there. It's very hard for them to ask for help because asking for help is a sign of weakness. Okay. So again, ask yourself, are there areas of my life where I do this? It is so important to figure out. The last group of imposters, as I would call them, and it's so funny, um, I did a training like this uh, uh, once a couple of years ago, and it's so funny how many people we're raising their hands. Oh my God, I'm this and Oh, and I'm that one too. I'm four out of five, right? So ask yourself, but don't judge yourself. The fifth type are the supermen and superwomen. So these men and women push themselves to work harder than anyone around them, just so that they can prove that they are not imposters. This one is also a tricky one. So this is the type of men and women who have to over deliver because they feel like if they don't, if they don't work harder than everyone else, if they don't do more than everyone else, then they're, they're going to show that there are imposters. Like it's their way of proving that no, 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 I'm not an, an imposter. I like, I am really good and I'm showing it by working harder than everyone else. Okay. So these are the different five. Let me repeat them. The perfectionist, extremely high expectations. If it's 99%, it's a failure, right? That's a perfectionist. The expert need to know everything before they take action. They won't ask questions because they don't want to appear stupid. The natural genius, so talented because things come so easily. And so when they face something that's a little bit harder, they tend to shy away or their brain just shuts down. Oh my God, I'm an imposter. I'm not that good. The soloists are the people who have to come in their mind. They have to do everything on their own. If they ask for help, it means that they are a failure. They're a fraud, right? And then the supermen and superwomen who push themselves super, super hard just to prove that they are not frauds. So these are five different, I guess, variations of 
the imposter syndrome, and you just want to recognize them when they show up because then it tell you, it tells you, Oh, this is just mental crap happening right now. It's like, I, I love to call it mental crap. It's like very visual. This is just, you know, it's the mud, it's the data that's playing here. So very important. Yeah. Accept it, acknowledge it, but you then get to decide, is this something that I want to live in constantly? Or do I just want it to be that brief moment where I realize, oh, yeah, this is that loop, you know, that's playing again in my mind right now. Okay, let's process this and get out of this. Okay. And so you want to acknowledge it, but you don't want to stay in that vibe. And it is very easy to stay in that vibe if you keep repeating the stories around it and looking for proofs that what you're currently feeling and why you're currently feeling like an imposter are, uh, are, are true, right? So you want to look instead for proofs of everything that you've done in the past that actually was a success. So one of the key things, as, as I said at the beginning, what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is when people don't recognize the successes that they've had. And so they feel extremely inadequate and no matter, like you could talk to people who have been on Oprah, who wrote books and became bestseller authors who um, achieved amazing things as athletes, for example, or as businessmen, businesswomen, and they can still have imposter syndrome because the imposter syndrome doesn't look at the past successes. It is just that feeling of being inadequate, no matter how many, how much evidence you have of the contrary. Right. And so that means that there's a lot of stories that have been inherited around achievements. And there's a lot of beliefs around achievement that have to be reframed. Okay. And so what's important to remember as well is that your mind does not make the difference between what, between what you're feeling when you're not feeling confident, you know, that nervousness, etc., versus you being extremely excited about something. Your mind doesn't make the difference. So what's the key to overcoming imposter syndrome is actually twofold. One is documenting your successes so that you remember and you rehearse those successes. And I'll talk about that in a moment. And the other one is reframing when you're in that moment of, oh, I feel like a fraud. Uh, uh-uh, I feel like a fraud and I'm nervous and I'm, I don't feel confident right now. And reframing that into the excitement that we have right before we do something that we've never done, but we know that the outcome is going to be amazing. Okay. Internally, physically, it is the same process in our body when we're nervous or afraid. And when we are excited, it is the same physiological response, but what's making the difference is our mind, right? How we're framing things in, in our mind. So that is where that reframing is going to happen. So I said it's a twofold type of strategy to work through imposter syndrome. All right. It's, it's never going to go away a hundred percent as long as you're growing. That's just fact because at the end of the day, personal development, going for your dreams, going for mastery means that you're stretching yourself constantly so that you can get to the next level. And that feels very uncomfortable. And when you're in that zone, yes, you will have moments where, you know, you're questioning, can I, can I really, can I this long? Can I so far, right? That's okay. Acknowledge it. And then so we can process, but then the two things you want to do are 
document your stories, document your successes, document everything that you do, everything that you have done for yourself, for people around you, for if you work with clients, for your clients, if you have mentees, for your mentees. What are the things that were successes? You need to rehearse your success. I always say that you want to rehearse your success. And what I mean by that is revisiting in your mind your successes, whether it's past successes, right, that you revisit and you celebrate again in your mind or visualizing future successes like, oh, you're about to do a TEDx talk. Yeah. Or you're about to do a TED talk or a speech or writing a book, etc., or a movie. And you don't know how it's going to be received. Visualizing the success at the end of the journey regularly is going to force your mind to believe that it's true. The mind, just the same way that I said, the mind doesn't make the difference between what's uh, your body doesn't make the difference between the fear and the excitement. Your mind doesn't make the difference between what you're thinking about only versus what is actually, quote unquote, happening in real life, quote unquote. Okay. So you visualizing will make it as real for your mind as if you were having the success in real in, in real time. And so you want to do that over and over so that your body and your mind get used to the idea of you being successful so that that success becomes louder in your mind than all of the questioning around you being a fraud and being um, uh, less than or inadequate, etc. What we think about most is what we believe to be true. Okay. Let me say that again. What we think about most, what is louder in our mind is going to be what we believe. If we tell ourselves a lie over and over and over again, it's going to become a truth just through repetition, right? So you want to change those things and rehearse your success will make a huge difference. So go back to your stories of success, create new stories of success, rehearse them, remember them, visualize them. And at the same time, be okay with, you know, when you feel like you're not confident, it's fine. It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Everyone goes through those moments where, where we question a little bit, right? That's what growth does to us. So it's just important to not stay in there, just recognize it and then go back to the visualization, go back to the reframing of that belief. Go back to, okay, how can I snap out of this right now? For me, as I share often, it's I document every single thing that really goes well in my life. And then I go back to it on those days where it's just like, oh, it's a little bit harder today. I need to gain some confidence from self, like somewhere. And it's really reframing it internally by revisiting the successes. And that helps me really pump myself up. All right. So I hope this is helpful to you. It is so important that you become more self-aware, if I may say. I think one of the key things that we need to do when we're on a quest for mastery is always look at, okay, how can I know myself a little bit more? How can I be more aware of where my mind is going, of how I'm thinking, what I'm saying to myself? Like, what is the data that's repeating over and over again? 
so that we can change that, so that we can cleanse that, we can clear it, we can delete it, right? And replace it by something that is more powerful, that is that we want to be more true as well, versus just living things by default. All of the stories that create imposter syndrome are stories of, it's, it's data that we carry from our past. It's typically related to how either ourselves or people around us have reacted when we were in situation where we failed or we succeeded. Okay. So situations where we failed or we succeeded, how we reacted to that, to, to those situations where we were kids or how other people that we loved or trusted reacted to those situations are what generate much later, the whole concept of imposter syndrome or fear, fear of success, fear of failure, etc. It is just data. It is just data that is stuck in a loop, right? And so we want to build the self-awareness so that we recognize the data when it shows up and so that we don't let ourselves stay in that constant loop and instead learn to redirect our energy so that we can move and continue taking action. All right. So I hope this episode was super helpful. I can't wait to hear from you what, which of these imposter syndrome, um, I guess, personas uh, you identify, you identified with as I was talking about them and share with me, share with me on Facebook or on Instagram at Kyrie Var. I would love to hear from you. All right. And don't forget to leave a review. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. There you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right. So thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon.